0: you're listening to a mash those buttons podcast visit mash those buttons.com for a full podcast schedule To another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jarrett, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Shissler, also known as Blazing Bob. What's up, what's up Ja? On? Hey, what's up? And Mikey could not be with us tonight. He is not feeling so hot. Well, I shouldn't say that. Mikey can't talk right now. He's playing Overwatch as we speak, but he just can't. <laughs> he can't really talk, so he can't be on tonight's episode. Uh, but uh yeah this is episode number 57 we are uh recording on may 23rd for release on may 24th and uh yeah depending on actually no no matter what region you are in the world whether it was like you know that, that's overwatch anniversary because in, in the states it was the 23rd the night of the 23rd and then everywhere else it was the 24th because the day had already passed so happy anniversary everybody um Got a couple things to talk about. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the Overwatch anniversary event. We talked about, uh, last week, we talked some leaks. I think the week before that, too, we talked some leaks, like what we thought was going to happen. Now we actually know because the event's here, so we're going to talk about that, uh, what came with it and what we like about it, what we don't necessarily like about it. Uh, There are some patch notes to discuss. Uh, There was some news about the Overwatch contenders, uh, which I guess that's a league in itself. It's like a minor league for Overwatch. We're going to get into that. And we're actually going to talk a bit about boosting services, boosting your SR. So we're going to get into that. But before we do that, I'd like to welcome anyone listening to the show for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to uh, check us out. Uh, We do obviously talk about Overwatch news and some esports and competition. But the main focus of the show is the Overwatch community and the state of the game. So that's really where we try to dig in, uh, in on this podcast. So uh, hopefully you like it and you come back. Bob, Watch, tell us how your week in Overwatch has been going? Uh, my week's been pretty good.
1: I've been dealing with a lot of work, so I haven't gotten a ton of time to play. I've been playing at least two to three hours each night. I've been trying to work my main up to to Diamond, but I've been stuck at 2,700 for a week and a half. I mean, it's... I either have the levers when I lose or I don't have them when I win. It's just been win
0: one, lose one, win one, lose one, over and over. Yeah, that sucks. I don't think my SR has hit the point where the system's like, okay, you belong here. So I'm not getting that back and forth, that force 50% win rate that Blizzard won't acknowledge. Um, I would uh,
1: like to believe that I'm not getting it either. It's just bad luck.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I hear you. Well, just because the system <laughs> thinks you should be in one place doesn't mean you should actually be there. Uh, I think this. I think at the
1: moment the system's fairly right for me. I feel I'm a high end plat player that's slowly working his way into low end diamond. That's where I feel I really be long at the moment but i'd be happy to go up to diamond with my main
0: oh no i definitely hear you it's just uh, it's just difficult with the, the sr system supposedly being about individual skill when overwatch is completely a team game right like the team fortress would have benefited more from this sr system than overwatch because in team fortress while yes team fortress was a was a team game. You can carry in Team Fortress. You know? You, I, you, that, yeah, you can't ca- <laughs> yeah. I truly don't
1: believe unless you're the top of the top end player that you can actually carry in Overwatch. Now, I will say there's been games where I have carried, but I don't think it's something you can do consistently with one character across the board, unless you're maybe talking Widow and you're talking like the top .003% of the population we're talking the
0: pros yeah. the the skill the, the skill disparity has to be so different like between you and who you're playing with like you know you talk about last week when you know you you were um, uh, leveling up your smurfs how at the lower end you could do like a 6v1 and still win and oh, I yeah. remember the kind of the same thing with the xbox when I was doing that I could, I could fight off two three you know people at the same time and win that fight because I was just that more much more experienced uh but yeah like with team fortress you can have a well like you know be a good sniper you can keep your team alive you know in order to carry an Overwatch you need to carry as a group you usually need one person that's bad and then the rest of the group has to be good you know to do for the carrier to work so
1: i mean uh, that's completely evident in that uh i don't know about you but i've never met anyone in in the game or done it myself actually won a game where we've had a lever i mean it i mean may maybe at the very end of a match on like a two cp and you hold it but i yeah. haven't heard of anyone actually having a lever at the start and winning a game and that is a
0: big tell right there i've had one that was on the playstation 4 we had a guy leave midway through the first round in the competitive match, and uh we actually ended up pulling it off. We beat the other team. So that I chalked that up to a matchmaking mismatch, basically. There's no way that other team should have lost. What SR level and
1: what state of the game? Like was what when the game first came out or This
0: was season two. And season this two. was like platinum. This was like I mean that's I mean that's twenty silly high yeah was, was twenty six hundred and I think that the game it it, it just mismatched the players like it, it it didn't do a good job with the matchmaking, you know. So, but yeah, I have done it one time. But you're right; all the other times you get a lever you're like, well, that's it. Yep, sorry. Right. And I mean, you know?
1: we have tried. Like we've been a we've been a five stack and had the one pug leave and we're going to stay and try like we're not going to quit out so we've stayed and tried and it's right. just i mean it's it's amazing how much you need your entire team
0: absolutely i want a hundred percent it's agree with that <laughs> it's downright humbling yeah, so that's the thing. That's why I, I I kinda have a problem. Well, actually, if you listen to this show, it is no secret that I have a problem with the SR system. But uh there are ways to improve it and hopefully in the future they will. Um now my weekend Overwatch is was damn near non existent. I just like I just like you, I was real busy. Uh we mean you work in the same field. Um I just probably have a wider client base that I have to deal with. Um I'm, I'm glad
1: I'm not I'm glad I'm not a provider anymore and I'm the actual customer now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, it, it was a bit hectic uh, over the past week for me. I mean, I got a little bit of overwatch and I actually wanted to play more competitive and I didn't get a chance. I want to play competitive because I'm. I know you were. Like, you were supposed to come play with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like one game from 2700 probably like one. Honestly, one good game from 2700. Um Unless I lose, but you know, but still, like it's, I'm I'm close, and I wanted, I, I didn't have any aspirations of diamond this season, especially got started so late, but I wanted to get into as high platinum, into as high into platinum platinum as I could, because when I do my season uh, five placements, I know it's going to bring me back down a little bit, maybe, yeah, but I'm not gonna, it's not, I'm not gonna have a chance to do that because I think I'm pretty sure it, like when they said when it ended, didn't we cover that last week actually? uh It
1: should be ending. I don't know. I'm out of town, so well, let me pull up last week's show notes 28th on. is that right? No, no. 26th and restarting. I don't know. There's only a three June day off. First. Oh, you're off right. Season. That's all that I know.
0: It actually ends the 29th. ninth.
1: Right, sounds close. And then picks
0: back up June 1st. That's what it is. So maybe I'll have a little bit extra time. Hopefully. It's Memorial Day weekend. People have plans. Well, and so, you might be able to invest in a service we'll talk about later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with those with those segues, huh? <laughs> Bob with the segues, nice and smooth. <laughs> yeah, but I did I did finish my Nexus challenge. So I did get the ten free loot boxes. Oh wow, you did all twenty? Uh yeah, I did all twenty. I I like Heroes of the Storm. I actually like that game. I just don't have anybody to really play with on a regular basis, so I don't. Actually, there's some who is I'm, I'm pulling it up now. I think it was Megatron. Yes, shout out to Megatron, seven longtime listener of the show. He brought it to my attention that I understand. I got that the the prizes like the let's say like the diva skin was gonna be across all your platforms that you have your your. Uh, your Blizzard account connect to so because I have only Genji on all of my on all of my games, PS4, Xbox, and PC, and the Diva skin on all of my games, PS4, Xbox, and PC. But I didn't even think that those ten loot boxes were going to be across all the platforms. So technically speaking, by me finishing the Nexus challenge, I have um, thirty free loot boxes because I get ten for PC, ten for Xbox, ten for PS4. So wow. And you can't yeah. have more than
1: one account linked to your your actual blizzard account you can have because i know you can make multiple accounts on playstation and xbox but can you link multiple accounts to your one no main the, pc account
0: just the one just gotcha. the one so um yeah it was all it was actually pretty cool so thanks megatron for for bringing that up i appreciate it uh but yeah, let's go ahead and get into our top story. Top story. Okay, so top story, obviously the Overwatch anniversary event. We knew it was coming. We just didn't really know what they were um going to do. There was some speculation that we were going to have new game like like you know, a new map was going to be released um with a new with a new game mode. That oh, The new game mode portion isn't true. There's new, new rules for the 3v3 elimination. And it was leaked that there were going to be three new maps. That was true, but not in the in, not in the categories that we thought. Like, I think uh, it was leaked that it was going to be like an assault, an escort map, um, and then that one of the new maps was going to bring a new game mode. Nay, that did not happen. So let's go over what actually happened. Now when did you actually
1: hear about that? Because when I first heard it, it was the assault maps.
0: Uh the assault maps, yeah. I mean we I think did we talk about that last week or was it the week before that? This is fifty seven. Uh, we pulled the fifty six notes again. Um no no last week we did not talk about so it had to be fifty five. Which uh actually no. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yes, so, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, it was episode fifty-five when we talked about it. Oh yeah, they it, they said they were going to be. The leak said that Doom Fist was going to be released as a new character. That did not happen.
1: So, oh, was uh, it the was it the one guy that has been right in the past? I forget his name. Is that is that who you're talking
0: about? Well, this one is a person who claimed to be a Blizzard QR tester. The same not, guy, QR, that, not QR QA tester. <laughs> the same guy that's leaked in the past, though, right? I'm not sure if he's leaked in the past. Maybe, um, yeah. Like I said, I, it says right here: one new escort map with uh, close quarters combat on Final Point, like Dorado. New three v three map based on deserts with junk pads. Now, all this stuff yep. may still be in development. But I it didn't come here. <laughs> yeah,
1: I yeah I did I did see something on this as well a couple weeks back.
0: Yeah. And there was, we were saying, a new hero, new maps. We got new maps and new cinematic. That did not happen. New cinematic, no. No new hero either. New maps, yes. But that's for three v three elimination. We haven't know. had a new cinematic since BlizzCon, right? Zombra. yep. She is the one. So I mean, we still like, we, like. I think me and Mikey predicted at the beginning of the year that there were going to be two new heroes. Uh, this year, and we thought one was going to be released in the anniversary, and one was going to be released at BlizzCon, but um, you know, Orissa was released obviously, um, you know, a few months ago, uh, and Doomfist may or the next hero may be at BlizzCon, or maybe there'll be multiple heroes at BlizzCon for all we know. I want I mean, all <laughs> the heroes because <laughs> I'm mean, gonna be there. Oh, uh, for all year for BlizzCon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the, th- the thing about it is for me I don't constantly have to have new heroes, new maps. Um I would like a new map, like you know, if they release like a new map or a new hero either like every quarter, I think I'm fine with that. You know,
1: how about this? How about they release a new hero every time I've just hit my goal for the season? So I don't have to worry about almost getting to my goal and then having the new hero hit and mess everything up. How about that?
0: <laughs> I'd go along with that as long as it's every quarter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's the thing. I, I guess maybe because I'm, I'm used to it from old games like Counter-Strike. They released, like, one new map once every few years, it felt like. Uh, but then again, when it came comes to games like that, they had a lot of community support. They had a lot of community support. So, um, yeah, I think... Uh, uh, I think a, a lot of the stuff is still in development, but, you know, we're not seeing it here. But this is what we are seeing here, okay? Um. So, in terms of items... Like I predicted, like I feared, every character gets two voice lines. It's a waste of space in the goddamn loot box. It is. Especially for event loot boxes. You're only guaranteed one loot box, uh, you know, event item. So I'm going to be so pissed every time that item when I in a box where I only get one is a fucking voice line. I hate that shit. It's terrible. Are you, um, are you saying you don't like voice lines? Like... I don't care about voice lines. I don't walk around spamming them. Everybody always underestimates the
1: engineer. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be high noon somewhere in the world.
0: Yeah, see, like, that's great for in that room when you're waiting. Yeah, that's uses- what I do the whole <laughs> yeah. time is just repeat characters. See, yeah. the eye of the dragon.
1: Yeah. So predictable. I mean, who? Like, I do, do it all day.
0: When you're actually playing, I'm too busy killing and trying to stay alive to use the voice lines. <laughs>
1: That, that, so. is, that is very true. Every once in a while if I'm playing Lucio, I just I just will I will spam can't stop, won't stop, can't
0: stop, stop won't stop over <laughs> and over. The only again. thing I do is when I boop somebody like on Lijong Tower, like the garden. Is it the garden? No, it's the night market. When I boop somebody off the side, I'll do his dance emote. Like the like the the original Lucio dance emote. Where as they're falling off the side of the building,
1: the so uh I, I will the do thing where he like spins his legs underneath him
0: like Eddie from Tekken no, not that he does this he does his dance move. I can't remember exactly what it's called uh on his skates oh where he like kicks his feet from side to side, I know what you're talking about, yeah, so I'll do that, but other than that no but yeah, so every character gets two voice lines and i guess the good thing is that every character also got a dance. Now that's something that i can g- agree with. Like, okay, fine. Every character gets a dance, everybody gets this new emote that they're doing. Um so that's that's actually pretty cool. Like did you did you check out some of the dances? I checked them all out. <laughs>
1: I love Winston's. I love Winston's.
0: Yeah, i mean i like i like a lot of them even though some of them are going to be some of going to be wasted like I'll never I don't play Hanzo so I'll never use his <laughs> I um, play Hanzo so I will use it but some of them are like from pretty uh like some of them of uh, the dances are from memes like the junk rat the running rat is from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did you know that I did not know it was from the Fresh Prince how so
1: so there's a like uh, the dance was,
0: like, was, Will Smith did that? He did that in an episode. So there's an early episode of The Fresh Prince where, uh, you know, Jazz is playing the drums. And, um, uh, and, and uh, he's playing the drums. And Will is there. And he starts doing, like, this running man dance. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's an early episode. But that's The
1: Running Rat. Okay. Well, I have to say Missed Opportunity. Yeah, why did someone not get the Carlton? Are they saving that for next year? Like, <laughs> I mean, come on, that is my favorite gift to send in my text messages. Is the Carlton dance? That is probably yeah. It's probably it's maybe because it was like super
0: predictable. Maybe that's why. Oh come, who cares? That's what makes it awesome. It is a classic. It is a classic. Um, I know Zaria's dance. You ever? Did you ever see that video? It's like an eighties workout video. Where oh man I can't I, I don't even know what it's called, but I've seen it all over the place where people are doing these dance workouts and like leotards and stuff like that, and her dance like basically the the camera is cutting from person to person, and her dance is a is a accumulation of that video of of these work of these people working out no nope, like this dancer, i forget i am I to find it I'm gonna send it to you I'm also going to uh i'll retweet it if for those of you following the twitter account because i'm pretty positive i've seen them on twitter too uh so if you're on twitter i know it's definitely i'm I'm pretty sure it's there so i'll I'll find them and i'll retweet them as soon as i'm able to find them Uh, i'm trying to think who else had some uh mccree line dances yes mccree line dances I saw somebody put that to Cotton eyed Joe. Yeah, that'd be good. I want to see yeah. that too. <laughs> um, Reinhardt dances with his with his hammer. With his hammer. See, I think Torbjorn should have danced with his turret. That should have now been that Torbjorn's is dance. a missed opportunity as well. Yeah, uh, and the soldier the soldier dance feels a little weird. I'm looking at it and it looks like he's just like stomping around. Uh, watch, uh, watch, Reapers. Yeah, well, he, he like Reaper is like literally just tapping his, foot, his like,
1: foot the entire time. That's yeah, it. Like, I get that I, he I get wants that. to have fun, but he just can't do it. He just
0: can't open up. Yeah, and then Farrah does rocket guitar. Now hers is cool because like when she like strums the guitar, and, like you know, there's flares that come out of her suit. Oh, and yeah. then has the sound effects too. Yeah, and Diva like I kind of wish. Her, do they I don't think they showed what her dance looks like when she's out of mech. Or can she dance when she's out of mech? Good question. I don't know. They did not show that. Yeah. So, and Orissa <laughs> I'm pretty sure Arissa's dance is like partially like a horse like step. Like I'm not sure if you've ever seen those equestrian shows where like the horse is like trotting and stuff like that. That's she, what it kind of <laughs> She is pretty much a a centaur. Yes. Yeah, that's what hers looks like to me, so it's actually pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think of it. I I do think Bastion's dance is pretty cool, the Robo Boogie. Oh. Uh, and I'm looking at Genji's now. I didn't see it before. Without music it looks weird, <laughs> to be honest And with you. can we talk about Genji's skin? I guess we have a green Power Ranger now? I don't know a yeah. lot
1: about the Power Rangers, but Well,
0: that's the thing. So I think I have that in the note too. Do I have that in the notes? That that is not Oh no, I took it out. Sorry. That is not a Green Power Ranger. That is um Well, actually it's not sent it's not a Kamen, Kamen Rider directly, but it's it's made to look like Kamen Rider, which is I guess I mean, don't, I don't know that much about Sentai, but it's called like Sentai, like Super Sentai. I do know it's not a Power Ranger. I, I'm not even going to pretend to be an expert. <laughs> but it is not a Power Ranger. It is Sentai because I have seen those before. Um, it's a Japanese thing. Like I a it's a it's at this point it's like a cultural Japanese thing. It sure
1: looks like a Power Ranger. <laughs> That's because you're an American. Yep, I'm gonna stick
0: with that. <laughs> yeah, look right. up look, look up Sentai. Look up uh, like just you won't find like porn or anything like that. Just check it out.
1: I don't know, <laughs> man. I'm not sure if I trust you right now. So,
0: and actually, to be fair, super—I'm like, so pretty sure that like uh, it's Super Sentai is Power Rangers in Japan, like that's the original show. But I found but, a Sentai restaurant. Uh well, yeah. The thing is, his is modeled. His suit is modeled after Kamen Rider. I do know that, and not the Power Rangers. So why is he not like? the majority
1: of the others where they're kind of bionic like what do you soldier mean? has bionic feet uh looks like he's from the future hanzo looks like he's from the future and half cyborg
0: well that's because uh, genji always looks like he's from the future
1: uh pharaoh's looks kind of like something from warhammer 40k yeah i'm not
0: a fan of it i'm not a fan of it of Ferris. like her like pharah's skin is it looks like a fatter version of the skin she already has with the uh with like the like the uh, the egyptian wings yeah it's weird yeah these skins i'm looking at i'm trying which ones do i want i want the genji sentai i do want that because that looks pretty cool uh, I want the, and I know Mike definitely wants his legendary Symmetra, and I think it glows too. The Symmetra, I'm pretty sure it glows. So that's cool. Um, the Tracer one is also cool. The graffiti, you know, where she, you know, she, she's wearing like a mask, like she's a graffiti artist. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it now. Yeah. And the May one, the beekeeper. Yeah, that one is really cool. Yeah, so. Now, <laughs> Zarya has the Siberian skin, which she looks like a robot. It's like it's a plain word. It's C Y B E R I A N or Siberian. <laughs> so that that I don't know, I might check that out. Even though I like the skin I have now with the frosted hair. To so. be
1: quite honest, I've heard a l- a few people, a lot of my friends, don't like Zarya's skin. I think it's her coolest skin she has on the books. Like, I, but I don't think she looks cool normally, so that would be the problem. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I like, like I said, I, the one from Christmas, the the, the Christmas or the the uh, the holiday skin. I really enjoy that. Now, the best skin, in my opinion, in this group, is Divas. The Cruiser skin
1: divas and then her out of mech costume is really cool too
0: yeah it's like oh uh, yeah it's a, that that's a, that's pretty cool I can totally see that every this is going to be cosplayed for the next year everybody so just please just just keep it's you're going to see a lot of it you're going to get tired of it because I don't know how many cosplayers I saw, so I'll post this picture and I like, oh my god now here's the problem I have it's easy <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's true here's the problem I have with all of these skins. They're all legendaries. And we only have two weeks to try to get them. I understand that Blizzard wants to make money so people can buy loot boxes. But that's fucking ridiculous. The drop rate for legendaries, as it is, is low. How could you possibly expect or even attempt to get half of these? You can't even get, you won't, you, odds are you won't even get half of these. You know, with the way it works. Because odds are, like, you know, you open up a 50-pack, you finally get a legendary, oops, it's a duplicate. You know, try again next time. You like, you have to be like Bob and have 20K stored up. <laughs> Which I do. Yeah, that's, that's why I brought you up. Like, you have to be like Bob and have 20K stored up. That, that's the thing, like, I really, uh, that is what's bothering me about this event, right? But get the da- Go ahead.
1: I'm okay with it as long as it doesn't continue to the next event. If this is just their year event and you have very little chance of getting a lot of these, I'm okay with that as long as the next event doesn't follow suit and do the same thing. As long as the next event goes back to we can get... We can get epics, we can get, you know, we have more time to get them, etc., etc. If this is just a, you know, year in review thing and they bring it back next year,
0: I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm not even sure if they're going to do an event every year for this. Because once you get to a certain age, like, okay, Overwatch has been around for five years, Overwatch has been around for ten years. Well, but they'll probably do them around five and ten years, but they may they may not necessarily do it all the time. I'll be honest with you, with this year event, and if you're gonna make them all legendaries, just make them permanent. I just I was I would make them permanent. I think a lot of us, especially if you're gonna only give us two weeks to get these things, I think they should be permanent. Um, so that that's that's kind of bothering me. Like, it's not like the other events where you have a, like a few legendaries and mostly epics for the skins you know like they, like you know <laughs> the it's it just it's going to be frustrating for a lot of people who don't get the ones that they want in the 2 week time period so um the dance all the dance emotes are epic so they'll be easier to get but these yeah every last skin is legendary and i think that's a problem
1: and to be quite honest they described legendaries as ones that took complete re Reworks, not just recolors. I mean, a lot of these are similar to recolors. Yeah. Well, not a lot. A, yeah. Like uh, like Conzo's kind of a a recolor.
0: Oh uh, well, I don't know Does he? I don't think he has anything like that in his. You know, in his. Yeah, I don't, I'm not so sure if I agree with that. cuz I mean, they of me...
1: drew a mask on him. They drew bionic arm. They probably also gave him a chest. different weapon, too. Uh, the weapon oh. did look like it might have a laser sight on it, similar to McCree's laser sight. Oh, uh, really? On the last skin that came out for McCree, the Blackwatch skin.
0: I am actually using that right now, temporarily, until I go back to my real American McCree. But I did, I, I am using that temporarily. And you have a laser sight. I have a laser sight. That is correct not a very good laser sight but it is one <laughs> um but yeah that that's that's i guess that's my problem right now I, besides the two voice lines that every single skin is a legendary and there's no way you can get them like all you not even most to be honest so but you know we'll see what they do afterwards yeah we'll have to report back and see
1: how many we got i'll keep track of the ones i buy i won't purchase any until the end of the season the event pretty much yeah
0: i do the same thing i kind of wish if you're going to have this many legendaries at least make the event a month long like come on yeah that that, is a little weird that is super short super short um but let's move on to the maps so there's three new maps they're all 3v3 arena maps uh the first one's called necropolis the story behind it is that this is anna's hideout so it says anna amari has made necropolis her personal hideout and an impromptu field base where she can keep an eye on things head to anna's preferred vantage point at the top of the ruins and use the high ground and the element of surprise against the enemy team or walk the stone quarters below and take the fight directly to them just watch out for the pits so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of orissas and a lot of Roadhog there. Um, the second one's called Castillo. Uh, Castillo is an old fort looking out over Dorado's Bay. And the location, uh, it's the location of the Calaveras, a bar frequent, of Calaveras, a bar frequented by questionable patrons. A Graffiti Los Muertos hangout and Sombra's Hackington. Test your skills against enemy team throughout Castillo's multiple levels and use its winding stairs for cover and strategic advantage. Uh, Finally, a Black Forest on the outskirts of Eichenwald. Eichenwald. Uh, The misty Black Forest map wraps around a long, overlooked battlefield dotted with the wreckage of bashing units. Flank your opponents on pathways between castle and woods. And use the wooden balconies to move between the second stories of houses throughout the forest. So, three new maps They're, they're doubling, und- well not doubling und- that, but they're you know, they're, there's a lot of people who want more 3v3. Uh, or Wanted Blizzard to take it more seriously. It looks like they are. Um, but there's also new rule sets. There's a, a hero lockout, limited hero pool, tiebreakers, and hero reveal for elimination mode um the hero lockout me is uh when you pick what is it bob when you pick a a a team or you pick a hero and you win with that hero you can no longer use it
1: that is correct and in addition to that no one on your team can choose that hero either so say you start the game hanzo roadhog anna it's a great 3v3 team you guys win None of you could play those three characters for the rest of that game. Uh if you lose though, you can still repick any any of those players and you're and you're fine. But once you win with someone that's locked out to your entire
0: team. Yeah. So it forces you to use other characters, obviously, and maybe evens up the playing field. Uh even have there may be some strategy around that, like okay, I don't wanna pick this character in the first round because I may need them a little later <laughs> you know when when the Your team carries, when the, yeah, when the enemy team figures out you know gets to to know us a bit better uh hero limited pool, I believe that means that blizzard I think when you put that on the game selects three heroes to choose from, but both sides only get to pick the same heroes to choose from, so let's say they picks McCree... May and Mercy. Both teams can only pick McCree May, and Mercy, but it's up to you guys to figure out who you want to pick. Now, up to your teams. Yeah.
1: I believe that is 1v1. <clears throat> that is a that is a rule set for 1v1. So, it's the 1v1 eliminations and when you get in, both you and your op- opponent have 3 characters. But you both have the same three characters, and you can choose different ones. That's how I heard it, but I could be off. I was well, be, listening you know, to it. At work. It works.
0: I haven't played it. I've only I, I listened to
1: the uh, the Kaplan. I, yeah, I yeah I listened to the Kaplan thing too. I did not play that. I only played three v three. I did not do one v one. I believe that's the new one v one rules. Okay, I mean, play, so you take, so you could actually have. 1v1 with Roadhog versus Hanzo. Do you you see what I'm saying? Because you guys could pick any of the three. Right. I did not get a chance to play that before the show. I rushed home, I played some comp, played some of the changes with the different heroes, and I played 3v3, but then I did not get to 1v1.
0: Mm. Oh, I got you. Well, I mean, you probably heard it better than I did. I was kind of in a rush when I was listening to it. (laughs) To be honest with you. But um, yeah. So you, you said you when you played the three v three, you said you enjoyed it. You had some fun. I thought it was
1: way better. Um, really? The the biggest thing was the point in the middle that opens up. It used to be that in three v three, after a certain amount of time, they would reveal each of the team to each other, so you would see where where. McCree is on the map, through the map, just as if it were Hanzo's arrow or Widowmaker's alt. You would see him through walls. Now, instead of that, it opens up a capture point in the middle-ish of each map, and you guys have to go capture it. Whoever captures it first wins or kills the other person.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that is a big deal, so people can't really hide in their bases. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, you can't hide. Like, There's going to be no more Symmetra hiding in the base, camping, because she's not going to survive. I mean, you could just wait her out and then just go capture the point. And the capture time is actually pretty quick. It's about the amount of time it takes to run over timeout at the end of a
0: game. Well, okay. Well, yeah, that's definitely cuz there's a lot, I mean I've, I don't I'm not a 3v3 player but I've definitely heard people complaining about the people who like to play 3v3 and aren't just using it to exploit the XP thing so that's uh it is good me. XP yeah so I'm curious to see, like as they move into doing more stuff with 3v3 will they open up a 3v3 competitive like you know will they do that like that would be interesting you know so we'll see uh but let's go ahead and move into patch notes. Patch notes. So, I mean, I, this is also a lot of the stuff is... A lot of stuff in the patch notes has to do with the Overwatch anniversary, which we've already covered. So we're going to skip over that stuff. Um, most of the loot box stuff is event only, but there are some uh, new emotes for Sombra, Orisa, Tracer, and Reaper that will be permanent. So... Yeah, that's uh that it, that's going to happen, so I guess they threw us a bone there a little bit. And we already talked about the, you know, the new uh stuff with the hero elimination mode, but let's talk about some other stuff uh that I guess that it's kind of independent of the event. Uh one I guess is the one of the big things is this recoil uh recovery aim compensation. I guess it's not even really that big to be honest cuz most people probably won't use it. Uh, I think when well, we were talking earlier, Bobby, I think you're probably right that it's probably going to be for like higher level players and pros. So, I mean, um, the highest of the high, I think. Yeah. So, uh, basically, what happens is um, whenever you shoot from, like, let's say McCree or use Anna and the, re- the gun recoil goes up, the game automatically b- pulls it down and what happened before is even if you shot if you if you, you pull the trigger and pull the, the you know your mouse down you you would pull the you know your crosshair back down but the game would still at the same time be pulling the crosshair down too so you can actually end up lower than where you are what's happening now you can disable that feature for Anna McCree, and Widowmaker uh where now, if you start to pull the mouse down, and we tested this on in, in the uh in practice range, if you pull the weapon, if you pull your gun down manually, it will stop the animation and put you into full control. So, if you're really, really good at McCree, you can make the shot pull it down faster, and the game will not auto compensate anymore, meaning it'll pull you down lower. So that should be pretty cool and devastating for really good McCree's. When I tested this, I found out I'm not a really good McCree. <laughs> it yeah. made me worse. So Well, I mean, the thing is like I always would pull the mouse down, and that's just something that I I just do from playing Counter Strikes for so long. You know, when the when the recoil goes up, you pull you know, Counter Strike, you pull the mouse in certain ways for the recoil pattern, right? So you pull um, the mouse down. So you're not inverted.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm not inverted. Are you inverted? I am. You are you're inverted with
0: the mouse. Really?
1: Okay. I grew up playing flight sims because they were the best games when I first started gaming on computers. So. Right, yeah. So well, you pl- would fly that like a plane, so I fly first-person shooters like I'm
0: flying a plane. See, I've, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I played uh, flight simulators myself and I would, you know, you know, you invert the control, well, the controls are inverted for that. But, you know, even playing games like Battlefield, uh, when that first came out, I would still, I would, you know, not use that uh, style of of play. I would use it like it's a a shooter. So, yeah, I pulled, I I definitely always pulled the mouse down to to bring it down. Um, That is interesting. That's a fun fact. Blazing Bob fun fact. Number one, he plays inverted. (laughs) <laughs> i'm a little i'm a little backwards yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so i i I always used to pull it down and i just didn't think anything of it and sometimes yes i would end up lower than i wanted to but it was just more of a precision thing now i think i'm gonna have to retrain myself so i, cause I don't really have to worry about it anymore if i turn it off i can just pull it down to where i want to be and make th- make another shot so that's pretty cool
1: and also, it still pulls down for you if you don't move. If you don't cancel it, it'll still do the exact same thing that it was doing prior.
0: Yes, that is important to note. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Um, but moving on from that, and that, like I said, that's for Anna, McCree, and Widowmaker. So you know, check that out if that's one of your mains. Uh, but let's go to character balance, which a lot of the stuff we already covered. You know, Genji, they removed the attack delay from his wall climbing ability allowing him to engage with enemies immediately after he finishes climbing. Uh, Hanzo, they did the same thing and his Stormbow increases, uh, the increased charge by 10% and his charge arrows now maintain their charge after climbing a wall provided the button is held. Um, now this changed. originally Fusion Driver was reduced by 15%. Now it's only reduced by 9%. So, I guess it was too much of a nerf before yeah i've I mean
1: honestly, I think is gonna be pretty good now I played a i played about four to five uh comp matches before the show, and we actually had attack Arissa twice, and we actually won so I mean and that was on payload because they can just keep throwing the shield out i mean it's they can throw the shield out so fast now mm. i mean it's pretty much always up unless your team is completely focusing on it if you're not focusing it it's going to be up at all times and they're going to have something to stand behind
0: right so yeah that's, that's, gonna... that's what i saw from my short test right yeah well I'll, I'll make her more viable i think that's a good quality of life change i think that's fair so, but we'll see if we, you know, you still have to worry about, you know, shield watch now where there's an Orisa, there's a Reinhardt, there's a Symmetra too. That like defensive, <sighs> defensive wise, that's a huge pain in the ass. Well, they did it to us on the next round and I pulled out Bastion. Yes. No more shields. Yep. Good point. But he is there for that. So. And that's the thing, I think people have to get used to switching into Bastion to do those things. Because I mean, even when you switch into Bastion now, there's still a little tilt. There's still a little tilt that comes oh, out. definitely. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And there was a little bit in the game that I switched. It was Vols... Not Volskaya. Uh, Num It was Noom... It was Numbani. We had just gotten rolled. And we were getting pushed. I was duo queuing with my buddy jack and i switched to bastion they were like do we really need the bastion i was like i think we do with orissa and ryan they were like whatever and then boom we wiped the team all of a sudden my team's behind me the mercy that was complaining is healing me and damage boosting me you just kind of have to talk to your team cuz there's going to be salt and the only way to get rid of the salt is with a little bit of just you have to sell you have to sell what what you pick. I mean that's what it boils down to. Sell yourself.
0: I can not argue with that. I mean that you yeah, I mean like when you make a a pick like that, right? You have to untilt your team like other than that, you're, gonna, you're probably going to lose. Right? Yep. So, yeah, that's you know, you really, yeah, that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Cause you he- say, trust me, give me a shot, if it doesn't work, I'll change, but we're getting
1: rolled right now, just back me up. And half the time they're gonna and then once they get confidence in what you've just chosen, boom, they're on. They're in. They want to help, and you are going to win. And we did end up – it was a long round because we got rolled like in five minutes to the third point on that first on that first one. But we ended up taking it. Then we ended up uh, holding them. I know we went on offense first. We took the first point with 6 seconds left. We went in overtime all the way to almost the end of Num, Num, Numbani. Then we held them at the first point. So, we took a game where we got rolled in the first round and we
0: turned it into we destroyed them. Right. Yeah. As you got to you <laughs> Well, I guess part of being successful in this game is having some sort of people skills, <laughs> and also never give up, man. Never give up. True. There you go. Like I, I've definitely had uh, more than more than one game where you get rolled in the first half, and you're like, "Okay, I don't think we can do this," but we gotta stay positive. And you stay positive, and something good happens. So,
1: oh yeah. I mean, I had. I even told the team at the end. I was like, guys. I really thought we were done there right at the start, but you guys held together. Way to not give up. Yeah. So, I gave them props at the end because
0: they deserved it. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Alright, so let's see. Do we have any other character balance here? Um, oh, Reaper's Wraith form is um, now his ammo is refilled when he goes into Wraith form. I think this is a great change for Reaper. and makes him I don't want to say more viable, but I, I would say uh, a bit more dangerous because you know before when he would go into wraith form, people would just chase him down and try to kill him. Like now, that's probably a bad idea. That's it's probably... a bad idea. If you're one person,
1: like that, that used to be known. It's a quality of life change. It's not huge, but it's not minimal either. Like. Lots of times I will chase a, reaser, a reaper as soldier, and I will be the only one chasing him. Now I'm going to think twice if I'm the only one chasing him because he's gonna have a full clip, and if I'm too close, and he hits one shot right in the head, like he's gonna kill, he's gonna kill me in one shot. So now you have to be
0: a little bit more wary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, I like it a lot because, you know, it it just adds, a. I think it adds a little bit more to him now, you know, know, because if somebody used Wraith form before, it was strictly to, to escape. Now it's just, now it's to dodge a shot and then get back into the game, you know. Like, you know, your Reaper, you see a Roadhog, you know, the Roadhog goes for the hook, but bam, you Wraith forms through it, and then you come back out of it and you just light up the Roadhog. I now. do that I do that to Roadhogs now. I yeah. <laughs> bait I bait the hook with
1: Wraith before I even shoot a shot. Once it hogs hooks down, I have him in like I have him dead to rights. There's no way that he's gonna win oh yeah
0: well he's yeah he's really fleshy and <laughs> and easy and he has but, a big head yep absolutely so that's a great change for reaper uh the earth Shatter nerf where it doesn't go up as high off the ground which is something they should have done a long time ago i think so that's great it, it's only it can only get up to about two meters instead of three so that is genji's and pharaoh's rejoicing all over the land yes absolutely and mercies and mercies uh finally soldier 76's uh bullet damage has decreased by one point so
1: i think that's a lot bigger than a lot of people think yeah i mean like i mean i play a lot of soldier he's actually in fact my most played character this season Mm -hmm. and Right now, like, if your team expects you to take on Fair Mercy solo, it's already hard enough. Now it's going to be even harder. So uh, all I have to say to all the soldiers is try to practice more just tapping that left mouse button, because you're going to need to hit headshots.
0: Well, I for Fair Mercy, I prefer McCree. I prefer McCree as somebody to deal with that. Because of the burst damage. Well, if I could hit things with McCree, I would do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know if I have a... I think the problem that I have with McCree is that... I'm a, I am ai mean, I'm a Reaper main at heart. I love to get in close. And while McCree can get in close with one person, he can't get in close and get away. Reaper, I can Wraith out. Soldier, I can hit shift and run. But McCree, I've got one stun and then I'm done, and I have to stick with the Ryan. I have to be a lot smarter, and it's just I I've tried a little bit in quick play, but I've not been successful with him.
0: Yeah, it's, I learned how to play McCree as well as I do, which you know, is not. I'm not like a pro McCree, but I'm definitely proficient with him. Um, is by honestly. Just playing him like two, three days straight. Like, insta-locking McCree. Not in competitive, though. (laughs) In in quick play, just insta-locking McCree and working through my problems with him. That's how I ended up doing it. That's how I learned Hanzo, but times 20. Right, yeah. It it, it is tough to do. and It's frustrating at first, but it, uh, it definitely got me better. Uh, but the thing about like using mccree versus the the, the Pharae Mercy is, even if you don't kill the Pharaoh, it makes them back off because of how much damage is happening. It scares them a bit. So well, that's, do. I mean, that's your main job too
1: as soldier. A lot of people don't realize that, and they're like, "Soldier, why aren't you killing? Why aren't you killing Pharae?" It's like, dude, you haven't died to her because I keep making her back off. I'm not gonna jump in there and kill her, she's smart. She keeps dropping before she dies. What I'm doing is keeping her away from you guys so you guys can kill the rest of the team. Unfortunately, people just don't realize that, and they think, oh, you should just kill her. Now, if she doesn't have a Mercy, she doesn't have an Anna looking up at her, I'm going to kill her in about 0.3 seconds. Yeah. Very different when she has heals, when she has a Zen
0: orb on her, etc. Absolutely. You are 100% right about that. Uh, but, yeah, I think that is it for character balance. A couple of cool features there's final blows, like the kill feed has been changed. Uh, final blows are now highlighted by a white background in the kill feed, and it shows people who assist with kills, but it then also shows who actually got the final blow, correct? Oh, it's super cool. Yeah, It, uh, it basically, it's the same kill
1: feed as before, but now you have the portrait of the one that killed him. And then you have little portraits of everybody that helped out. So if mercy gave you damage boost, she has a little mercy icon right next to your head. If you know, McCree got one shot on the leg, he has a little, uh, little icon right there with his head. It's, it's super cool. Cause you got to see, also you get to see who mercy res is. It shows it straight at the kill feed. It's, the kill feed shows a lot more now, and I think it's really good for the game.
0: Yeah, because people were complaining that Mercy would get a res and they don't know who got rezzed. Yep, and, and I've it.
1: been complaining about that forever because my wife is a Mercy main. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, uh, who? I'm like, who'd you rez? Who'd you rez? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because that, that's bad. That's very valuable information, you know. So, um, yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. That's, that's it for the patch notes. Um, like I said, a lot of the character balance, we already knew about that, but the kill feed stuff is actually is pretty cool. Um, let's move on to our final news piece, which is actually about Overwatch contenders, which, uh, you know, news of... This is the first, I guess, technically speaking, Overwatch League news we've gotten in a long time, because this is associated with Overwatch League, but it is not Overwatch League. It's like a precursor or a minor league to Overwatch League, League, sorry. So... um. It looks like it's going to start with an online-only tournament. Um, And from what I read in the description, it looks like they're trying to bring the same competition level from the Overwatch Pacific Championship and the Overwatch Premier Series, which are over in Asia. And I I think Overwatch Premier Series is China specifically. Uh, They're trying to bring that competition level. I mean, the stuff that we've been seeing in Korea for years, right? They're trying to bring that to the United States in terms of Overwatch stuff. And uh, there's going to be an open qualifier and it's going to narrow it down to about 16 teams. Those 16 teams will then go into a group stage. It's going to narrow down to 8 teams. Those 8 teams will then go into a playoff. So the first two teams out in the playoffs, I don't think they get anything. The top 6 teams are joined by Envy and Rogue, which are Apex uh, teams. I think that's from Korea. They're uh, Apex teams, and there will be a six-week round robin over, and that the Overwatch Contenders season one will be the the six teams plus Envy and Rogue. That's what it looks like. It's going to be everything before that. I think they're calling it season zero. That's it's what they It's pretty confusing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it feels a little. It feels. It definitely feels a little confusing. It's like, well, well like, I, what's going on? I sent you the whole flowchart from Overbuff dot com. You
1: should link that in the show notes because it shows yeah. how confusing it really is.
0: Yeah, it, it looks so like. I honestly, when I first looked at it, I thought it was a joke. That's how. Yep.
1: Yeah, me too. But it's not. That's it, really what it is.
0: Yes. Which yeah. makes
1: me think. Rogue and Envious might be the two teams that are owned by the two supposed purchasers of the first teams in the Overwatch League, Robert Kraft and the owner of the Dolphins. Why don't I know his name? I should know his name. But yeah. why do they get to jump to the end right off the bat? They didn't
0: really state that. That's true. They didn't really they did not. They, are right. They did not um, state why. I mean, actually, in the post, they said who they were. Let's see. Yeah, it says Overwatch Apex in South Korea, and it says they're joined by Apex participants Envy and Rogue. So maybe those teams are American. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, uh, and they participate Rogue's in
1: that not American, but they're based out of Las Las Vegas.
0: I do know that. Okay. Well, you mean the players aren't American?
1: Yes, they're not, but they relocated not too long ago to Las Vegas. Okay, well, they're American now. <laughs> yep. We
0: have indoct- indoctrinated them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that that's going to be se- season one of Overwatch Contenders season one. The stuff that we mentioned before with the open qualifier on the group stage, that's what they're calling season zero, it looks like. Um, Now, the top four teams from contender season one will meet in an offline playoff. And this is for both NA and EU. Like they have separate leagues running. Um, so yeah, four teams from NA will have there or North America will have an offline playoff bracket. And four teams from EU will have an offline playoff bracket. Um, and they're going to be playing for a hundred thousand dollars. Now, um, once that's over, once contenders is over, that does not automatically put you into Overwatch League. Basically, if your team makes it that far, you're going to look very valuable to teams who or, or organizations that are looking for teams for Overwatch League. I think that's the whole goal here is to show off and you know help teams fill their rosters with either you know pick up teams or players, you know stuff like that. Because I mean, we I don't think we talked about it on the show, but there's lots of news going around that you know, actually no, I think we did talk about a show a little bit that to get into Overwatch League, you might be looking at like twenty million dollar buy in you know that, and so they're looking for big players to do this right, so and, that's so I'm yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, yeah, I think you're completely right, I think this
1: is this is them looking for a talent grab, and I think this is the next best thing when they found out. Basically, they found out they couldn't hold a combine. I don't know the exact reasons, but it was legal reasons that they couldn't hold a combine like they do in the NFL for, uh, for prospective uh, eSports players. So I think this is their plan B for finding new talent. So one thing we should note is that to enter, you have to have a full team. And you all have to be over the rank of masters, thirty-five hundred. So that's a big key point to point out. But it is open to everyone past that point.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that. You know, we're going into the Overwatch Open Division, which I guess is going to replace the Season Zero, uh, starting next year. At least that's what, from what I read. And you're right. You have to be master or higher. To play an Overwatch Open, which to, the funny thing to me is that that then it's not open. Like you have to be Master tier or higher. Like there's, there's like restrictions on it. The open League is open for everybody.
1: Well, that's what the Overwatch Contenders is—is is the
0: thirty-five hundred. Yeah. Well, well, I'm pretty sure they have the same rules. <laughs> that's what I'm ah, saying.
1: Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't read about the Overwatch Open.
0: Yeah, it's at the bottom of that. Of that post, it's at the bottom of the uh blog post, which I'm gonna make sure I actually put into the show notes, so everybody can read that. Because um, right interested.
1: now you can go to overwatchcontenders.com and you can sign up yep. for season zero. Oh, you have to sign with your battle tag here. You have to allow. It's just like if you sign into like Overbuff or Overwatch Tracker. Now it says okay you're not currently registered on a team. You may create a new team or ask a team captain to add you to an existing roster, create a team. Oh cool, you have to you have to agree to their terms of service. You choose a file to upload your live broadcasts. Huh, interesting. Oh no, this is your team logo you upload. Then you send invites via this website. So, I'm not seeing it tell me I have to be 3,500. So, maybe yeah. this is open to anybody who wants to make a team. Yeah, that I just seems crazy.
0: I just went to the full tournament rules, and the, I don't see anything about skill rank or 3,500. Yeah,
1: you're right. I don't see it either. But Overwatch... Wa- I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying I'm not gonna go further than this, so I'm not sure. Maybe after I get here, it would tell me, "Hey, you're not high enough rank." So
0: possibly, but I know Overwatch Open, uh, what they plan, what they're planning for 2018, you have to be Master or higher for sure. Which, like I said, is not an open league to me. <laughs> it, it really isn't. So, but I mean, like, it's, it's whatever. It's not like I have aspirations to be uh, a professional Overwatch player, so. I'm not gonna cry about it.
1: I am not gonna be, but boy, I'd love to be a professional Overwatch coach.
0: That yeah, sounds the, like a fun time. That actually, that may not be out of your grasp actually, if you really want to do it. But then yeah, that that's that's a huge uh, for guys our age. That's a huge risk. It's like ah, you're already in your career. You're gonna drop that to go start this new thing, which may or may <laughs> not take off. You know, cause yes, we, yeah, true, yeah oh uh, i wish yeah uh, if we were just born a little later <laughs> gosh get uh oh, two generations lower yeah yeah uh but let's move on to our final topic which is something that i did not know existed until bob brought it to my attention uh boosting services for your sr bob you have the floor So I was talking
1: to my friend Tank Zord from the Cavalry Podcast. Uh, He's a good friend of mine. We play pretty much every day. Uh, We constantly work on our SR, and we try hard. But we've been noticing as of late, and especially I noticed after Tank had pointed it out, in the high, plat, low diamond area, we've been running into a lot of people who are they show the 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 diamond emblem, but like I said last week, I like to look at everybody's career profile to see, you know, if maybe they're a main of something, I can offer up something, whatever. So we look at them, and we're seeing people that were like 3,600 rank, and now they're 30, like 3,100 rank, and we're talking to each other. And we're like, you know, I just don't think someone who should be – who has made it to master, the top, you know, supposed three, four percent of the pop the population should be falling that far down that quickly. And we started noticing it a lot. We started noticing these people who have supposedly been to masters not doing well. Like they're playing Genji, their stats on Genji look crazy good, but then their gameplay on Genji is i mean subpar so tank mentioned to me that well he believes they have bought accounts and i would so i just wanted to know more so i looked into it and i searched for it and i found dozens of sites that offer overwatch sr boosting they offer a a variety of services one is where you'll just give them your account and pass and password and they will log in and play as you which is completely breaking the terms of service from Blizzard and quite frankly just a dastardly thing to do. Uh, there's other services though as well. You can you can duo queue with these guys and they offer it's it's a higher premium they offer to teach you while they boost you up while you play with them uh i was curious about this because i thought well how would they know if they could carry you because some people might be harder to carry than others so i got on a couple of the sites and talked to their customer service agents on their live chats that's how much money they're making. They have customer service. Yeah, live chats on on the website. And so I asked, uh, well, what if I'm really bad and I want to get up to Diamond and I pay you this? What happens if your booster can't get me up? Like, do you refund my money? And they're like, no, we guarantee you get your SR up. If we ran into a problem, we would add another booster. Everything good. So... Didn't have great English. I think they're not in the country. Um, so I was like, oh, well, would you charge more for that if you did that? He said, no, we would charge the same amount we initially charged you. So I was like, oh, interesting. So then I uh, so then I asked um different things about, you know, would they use their own accounts? Would you have to provide an account for them? They said they had their own accounts. Uh, I asked them, um, well, what if I w- didn't want my friends to see me leveling up my my account and wouldn't want you to talk to them? They said, well, if we were on, we wouldn't talk to you. They said, we can work you up on EU or on Asia, which would only show your account online in Battle.net, but not in Overwatch if your friends were playing NA. I thought that was pretty interesting interesting as well uh they also said if they play as your account they use proxy servers to mimic a na ip address so that it looks like you're playing from n from na if they're boosting you logging into your uh, your your account now, the biggest thing that was alarming to me is the actual duo queue is not against terms of service. There's nowhere that Blizzard says you cannot pay someone to play with you. And that's what they're doing. They're playing with you and boosting you up. They're carrying you. And from the sounds of it, these guys are like you're I mean, you're close to top 500 semi-pros that aren't able to make it to pro in Asia. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So it's kind of a bummer finding that out and finding out that you could just pay for this. And that might be why I've run into so many bad people up there. Like I don't understand why people can't just play at the rank they're at. Move up. I just
0: don't get it. Well yeah, that's what, like when you first told me about it, my, my initial reaction was like why would like why would you pay somebody to boost your account? Like the fun part of the game is playing the game. It's not like World of Warcraft where you pay somebody to boost you to get you to the max level and get you all this gear and armor, maybe to get you some money because When you're max level and you have all this money, you can still use that yourself at your discretion. If you have somebody boost you, if you're gold and you have somebody boost you into masters, you're just going to get pushed back down because you're not that good. The only reason I can think of is that a lot of these people think that, first, they're blaming their problems on other people. They think that the only reason that they're not masters level is... Is because they keep getting put, you know, placed with these gold scrubs, these platinum scrubs. The classic
1: know. NA conundrum.
0: Yeah, it's like,
1: not everybody. It's everybody else. It's not me.
0: Exactly.
1: When that, everybody else should be looking inward at what they could have done better, they I'm could have helped their team better. I don't care if you're a pro. There's something you could have done better to help your team at the end of that match.
0: Yep that's that's the thing like so they're probably like you know i i would be better if i got placed with better teammates and then they're just like you know what i'm gonna boost so i can get into you know diamond master so i can finally play and then stay up and then then i'll finally enjoy this game and then they get up there and they suck and they get pushed back down the way it's supposed to be owned. yeah and maybe at that point it's a humbling experience. But then they're like, oh, so many people getting boosted that shouldn't be boosted. Like That's probably what they're thinking at that point. And it, it just... <laughs> you know, it's, it, it doesn't stop. It, do, it just does not stop, and that's why they'll never be good. And it's infuriating. Like, it kind of does, it, it does ruin the game. I think this is way worse. Because it's also, in, in Warcraft, it's also against the terms of service to do that. But it's way worse in this game than it is in warcraft because in this game it actually affects people who have worked their way up there like you know Well, okay, okay. it affects
1: people in warcraft too because if you like i don't know about boosting like i don't think that really exists in warcraft but buying an account for sure exists i know for a fact and buying an account with a bunch of gear you get yourself I mean, I guess you still would get into a guild. The guild would realize that you're crap immediately and they would, they would, they would boot you out right, like right away. But still though, you give off the impression like you've earned all of this gear, but you really didn't. And you might not even know. I remember playing with a paladin and, oh gosh, what, uh, wrath uh, of wrath of lich king and this guy had everything but he didn't know how to heal to save his life he had every best piece of healing gear you could imagine but he couldn't keep a tank up to save his life and and it com- completely killed our 25 man pug raid that we did on saturday like because he just couldn't keep anybody up and we wiped over and over again mm-hmm. And we realize this guy bought his account.
0: All right. Okay. No, like it, Okay. It does affect people in Warcraft, but I think it affects more people here, especially when the Overwatch open starts, because you know how many people are probably going to try to boost their accounts to qualify for that?
1: Oh, yeah. that's That's one of the big reasons I wanted to bring it up to you is because... Wow, like I've had a few of my friends just talk about how they want to get in it and talking about how they're going to get up. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't think I can help you up there because I don't think I'm that good. So. But they want it. How bad they want it. I, I don't know. I'm guessing if one of my friends boosted, they wouldn't tell me.
0: Yeah, but you probably be able to tell, like you know.
1: <laughs> based well, on... I mean, I mean, lots of my friends. I mean, not really, because when I gain the most SR is on runs. I mean, that's when I've like usually you get on a hot night and you go nine and one and you jump up two hundred fifty, three hundred SR s uh sr and then for a week or two you sit at this basically the same within 60 sr and then you have another hot night and you move up or what used to happen is we had a bad night now we don't have bad nights because we quit before that happens we were right. like okay let's do a 3v3 let's do some art, some like we basically slow down the drop and that's why i used to drop so much is because i just keep clicking competitive yeah the salt makes you click and i'd and i'd be drinking too and i'd be just keep clicking it and my wife would be like bobby stop doing it you just drop it sr i'm like i don't care
0: you're tearing the family apart
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i mean you just keep clicking it and you just keep going down and the worst thing to do in the world is to play mad and to play tilted it it happened to me today, man. It happened to me when I had four people pick DPS and refused to switch off, and I had one other healer, and I tried every take of the book to try and help them win, and I just couldn't do it. And I got salty, and I had to just stop. And luckily, I have a different account, so I jumped on a different account and played a different account. Mm-hmm. But I was angry. It's just, and if you're angry, you're gonna play bad. Yeah, I mean, you're not going like, just like they say in Groundhog Day,
0: don't drive angry, don't drive angry. Yeah, you're, you're right. Dude, that's, that's the thing. You should, I had to learn that early on in this game, like, I just gotta walk away. And actually, most of the time I don't walk away. I just go to quick play. I don't have a problem playing quick play. Actually, my Overwatch experience, when I started playing quick play more, my Overwatch experience got much better for me.
1: Yeah, dude. There's arcade, there's custom games, like switch to an arcade game, switch to a custom game. Uh I mean play like small end tournaments. Like I love Friday nights. Like I go and play in the Cal League Minutemen. It's a open tournament that anyone can join of any S of any S R rating. It randomly puts you in in six man teams based on tank support dps flex and you just go like last weekend i was on a team with one top 500 two masters one diamond one silver and then me platinum uh on my main and i mean we had a good time uh we made it for two for two rounds. Uh sometimes you're on a team with a ton of masters, sometimes you're on a team with golds. Uh they had a team with three silvers win before, so it's not like you can't win, although they were probably Smurfs. But mm-hmm. it's just a fun thing different from comp. And so just look into those different things like the Cow League Minutemen. Look into those and try those. Like there's no reason you should just beat your head against the wall in comp when you're not winning. Because the nights you are winning, you're gonna go on a run, and that's when you're gonna gain s you're gonna gain s r. It's not a grind. It's just a right place, right time, in my opinion. Right. And right team,
0: right comps. This is true. This is very true. Alright, so yeah, I think that's gonna wrap us up unless you got something else to say about the uh the boosting. Well, kids. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> this is your SR. This is your SR on 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 boosting. The boosting isn't good. I mean the kids aren't gonna pay for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be the guys that are in their thirties that pay for it and then Screw over the kids <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i i I just don't think it's worth it be honest with you. I just don't think it's it's worth it, I mean, but I can totally see that it, the uh, these boosting services are pro- can't wait until the overwatch open so that they can boost that because there's a lot of people there are a lot of people who are hoping to get into the Overwatch League, some way, somehow. And if you're you're right that they're not going to do these combines, and this is how they have to do it, you know, so be it. But they'll do what they can because, of course, they're better than their SR states. Supposedly, I put quotes in the air for that. The only thing,
1: even though I think the whole boosting services is dastardly and downright bad, I will say the one thing that was intriguing was the duo the duo boosting where they advertised that they would coach you they would tell you they would help you learn how to play while boosting your account now that sounded intriguing just in a coaching standpoint, like I would pay for a service where they just coached me in q p or in private matches, you know what I mean, where they would actually coach me, and it wouldn't hurt other people. It wouldn't be in the competitive arena. It would just be them coaching me on how to be better. Now that could be cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's way to. We do. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I um, I know me personally. I prefer. To get better over time by analyzing my own performance, you know, I, I get a sense of a much better sense of accomplishment by doing it. That's one of the reasons why I really want replays in Overwatch, so I can go through, look at what I did wrong, look at what somebody's doing right, and then adapt that way. Well, I've recently
1: been recording all of my f- all of my footage so that I can watch it back. I've been watching it back at work, and I've been seeing all kinds of mistakes I didn't realize that I made during the match, which if I hadn't watched the re- the replay over again, I wouldn't have seen it. And what? so that's a really cool thing to do. And most NVIDIA cards do it and don't impact performance. You just have to download the GeForce, uh, Geforce experience, and yeah. it's just it's just it's just built in.
0: Oh yeah, you're one hundred percent correct. But the thing about replays that hopefully they're they're gonna actually have in replays and that the replays aren't just from your perspective. With a replay, you should be able to view everybody's perspective, including oh, we that tracer. About this. Yeah, that tracer that's kicking your ass. You wanna see how that tracer was whooping your ass so you can,
1: you know, get better so at it. So you can mimic it. Yep. Exactly. I mean that's how I got top five hundred rank in Warcraft in Warcraft 3, like, way back in the day, I found out you could watch replays. So I watched replays, and then I did the strategies that they did
0: better. Yep, that's what you do. So, well, yeah, I, um, I hope that comes, and that, like so that's how I prefer to do it. I, I don't want to be coached, to be honest. I don't know. I, I just, I don't want to be like, well, you doing this wrong, doing that wrong. I think I, I retain it better if I figure it out on my own. See and I,
1: I don't know if you played a lot of sports in high school, but I love being coached. Like coach me all day, tell me what I did wrong. As long as you're, as long as you know your shit, I would love to hear it. And I would love to have a shot caller. Like we have a couple of them that play with us, but no one really wants to do it. A shot caller can be the diff, the difference between a masters team and a platinum team.
0: Absolutely. You got to have somebody calling the shots. You got to have somebody, you know, leading the team. So that makes a lot of sense. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to wrap up on that. We're going to wrap up on uh, that topic. Um, Let's see what we got here. Um, Yeah, Anodic community, no community discussion this week. Um, But we do want to hear about your Overwatch stories, as always. If you have uh, some interesting Overwatch stories, please send them to us. Uh, Good, bad, angry, sad, whatever. Just go ahead and send them over. We love to hear about them. Uh, we have a PS4 community, an Xbox One Club, and a Discord server. So if you're on PS4 or Xbox One, look for Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And anybody can join our Discord at discord.mash4.me. So it's discord.mash4.me. And, uh, you know, come talk with us sometime. Um, actually, it's been more active since Bob's hopped on. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, Bob. <laughs> hey, man. I just like to talk to people. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, I always like to give a shout-out to Heroes of Overwatch, a Facebook group where you can also find more players to play Overwatch with, whether it's PC, Xbox, or PS4, and a good group of people, and they have the dankest Overwatch memes, so check them out, Heroes of Overwatch on Facebook. Uh, As always... Thank you for listening. Uh, We're available on multiple podcast platforms, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts for iOS, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and we have an RSS feed. If you have a different um, podcatcher that you like to use, all the links are available right on the National Buttons website. Uh, On Twitter, we are twitter.com slash watchpointradio. That is the main uh, Twitter account for our uh, show, but we, you can also catch us on twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash buttons, and youtube.com slash buttons where we've recently released a cosplay video that does have some Overwatch stuff, so you might want to check it out. Um, bob, where can they find you? I'm still getting it all
1: together, but they can still find me at Blazin un underscore bob on twitter. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. And I'm going to be building that up. I've got a road trip, so I'm going to be following all the people that need following. But I'm new to the whole Twitter thing, and
0: I will get there. Yeah, I think it's highly enjoyable once you once you get your Twitter set up right and you're following the right people. And then especially when some of the uh, the listeners follow you back, it's awesome uh my twitter is underscore jaw underscore so it's underscore j a a underscore uh, And you know we encourage you guys to reach out to us you know talk to us if you have any questions comments concerns you agree disagree with something that we said were we wrong about something let us know uh you can reach us at wpr at mash those com. uh you can also reach out to us on twitter you can reach out to us on soundcloud facebook you know comment around the website um, you know, we try to be responsive and we look out for you guys to reach, you know, to comment or reach out to us those ways. Uh, if you enjoy the show, and we want to help us out. The best way to do so is to rate and review the show on, uh, iTunes or, or whatever your podcast, your platform of choice is. I mean, most people use iTunes, but whatever your platform of choice rate and review us. And that is a huge help to us. We really appreciate that. I did notice that we've gotten, um, uh, a couple more ratings, but those people didn't add reviews, which is fine. But I usually I try to thank people who add, you know, ratings and reviews. And the only time I can do that is if you add a review, it shows now, your name.
1: Do we read those reviews on the show? Yeah, we do. When, when we get the reviews, we do. All right. So uh, give us something
0: quirky and funny, guys. Yeah, that that's fine. That's fine i'll laugh at your jokes even if they're not funny just as a thank you for writing the review (laughs) (laughs) oh man that guy is such a kidder what a knee slapper like you know
1: so yeah definitely who is this blazing bob guy this guy doesn't know what he's talking about
0: (laughs) yeah yeah we do we do definitely check out the reviews and um it's uh you know we try to be responsive to them so if we, even if it's a negative review we get negative feedback as long as it's you know re, you know actual you know relevant feedback we would definitely um definitely you know address it so uh but yeah as always um I encourage you to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming up this week on those Buttons. And you can go to com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. So, like I said before, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Enjoy the anniversary.